I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today, DFS. My name is Sian Ajad. Of course, I'm joined by Meg Schaub. Meg, we have an interesting slate to talk about. You know, normally we go through QBs and running backs and wide receivers. We talk about early pricing, but it's Thanksgiving week. So we're actually going to go through the three-game Thanksgiving slate. How are you? I'm doing well, Sia, and I love it. This is one of my favorite DFS weeks of the year. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year, right? It's, of course, the holiday week. And, um, and yeah, it's one of my favorite DFS weeks of the year. We talk about short slate a lot, right? This is a three-game mm-hmm. short slate, so I'm really looking forward to it. Anything in particular that you look at? Because before we dive into each and every game and some of our favorite plays and stacks and fades, anything from a short slate standpoint that you just want to point out right off the bat for the listeners to think about because it is a only a three-game slate? Yeah, I think there's a few things that I take into account in short slate. Uh, first of all, you can kind of give your per- yourself permission to get different break rules. You know, um, you can play the defense against a quarterback, the, your quarterback. You can, you know, play two running backs from the same team. You can, you know, do interesting stuff like that. Um, different pairings, like maybe just a quarterback running back, something like that. You can get unique. I think it gives you permission to get unique to kind of work around the ownership. I take also take you know ownership into account big time. That doesn't. Mean I'm fading the chalk by any means. I know there's going to be some chalky guys that I love on the slate. Doesn't mean I fade them, but then I'll find those contrarian spots just like anything, any other slate. But even more so in this slate, I really take ownership into account. And yeah, I guess kind of what I spoke to earlier, it's not just who you're playing, but the way you construct it all together. And so I'll kind of mention that as we go game by game. But I love short slate because I think it just allows you to kind of get a little more creative with that hand building. Yeah. And I think uh, committing to whatever you, how you think a certain game is going to go really committing to that. You can do that a little bit more on a three game slate and don't forget about late swap. 
Like this is a situation where depending how you're doing mm -hmm. after the 12:30 game, after the 4 4:30 game, um, it's it's really going to be incumbent upon you to check your lineup, see how you're doing, and potentially late swap whether you're doing well or whether you're doing poorly. Because there's occasions in both circumstances where um, late swapping makes a lot of sense. In fact, maybe having two identical lineups just going into the slate, keeping one a certain way and and, and having late swap or, or uh, late swapping one another way just to see how it turns out. I think that might be um, a good move. And by the way, we have a, a Turkey Day, if you will, FFT DFS contest. Um, I tweeted out just this link and, and under that I tweeted out the contest, but it's also in the chat. It'll be in the podcast and YouTube description as well. This one is a shorter slate. I mean, it's a shorter number of entrants. It's 150 as opposed to 200 because I didn't think we'd get, you know, on a two-day span, I didn't think we'd get a ton of people uh, jumping in. But uh, we're going to pay out the top 15 this time instead of the top 20 so that the top 10 enjoy sort of the same price. So get in that contest if you can. Let's start. Let's let's go Packers-Lions. This is a seven-and-a-half. Packers are a seven-and-a-half-point dog. It's a 46-point total. This is a 12-30 game. You'll find it on Fox. These are all on sort of the name brand uh, stations, by the way. You don't have to go to NFL Network or anything for this. It's going to be Fox, CBS, and NBC um, having all three of these games here. So, uh, listen, this is an interesting game to me. I think, the, you know, obviously you could stack both of these. I think when we get to the other games, uh, guys like Dak Prescott are going to be popular. But I don't mind a Jared Goff stack, and I certainly don't mind if you want to be a little contrarian – a Jordan Love stack. Jordan Love only 5,500. He's got some receivers that I'm actually interested in. Jared Goff, on the other hand, 6,300. We have the same sort of conundrum we had last week and the week before with Jameer Gibbs at 6,800, David Montgomery at 6,300. Um, you know, Aaron Jones is hurt. So does AJ Dillon get into the conversation at 5,400? Are you liking anything in this game? And I, and I ask that knowing that a lot of people might want to be on Dak Prescott and company, might want to be on Brock Purdy against the Seahawks. So I'm curious if you're how much you're playing this game. Do you like the Jordan Love part? Are you just maybe wanting to play those Detroit running backs, Detroit defense? Where are you headed? You know, I think for this game, I am more interested in the running backs and maybe the cheaper receivers. Um, I will say I do have a little interest. Goff would be the my fourth quarterback that I'd be interested in. I'm probably just going to play four quarterbacks, and Love is one of the ones I'm cutting just because I just don't – he uh, has – not really shown a ma massive ceiling and he still kind of has a scary floor. You know, last week he got to 20 points for the first time since like September. So while I, I know there's been improvement the last couple of weeks, I'm not, I'm out on love. I do have a little interest in golf, but I probably have more interested interest in the Detroit running backs and maybe some of the cheaper receiving pieces from Detroit. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Detroit, you know, I, I'm curious, though, because Amon Ross St. Brown is 8,500. Laporta coming off a bad game is 5,200. Mm -hmm. I, I think you could you could speculate there. Um, you know, Jamison Williams, uh, Khalif Raymond, uh, Josh Reynolds, all in that 3K range. Um, are you interested in, in, in well, like, which of those guys are you interested in? And flipping it to, like, Romeo Dobbs, a Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, interested in any of those guys? Yeah, so I will say the Packers receivers, obviously, you're getting a ton of value, right? Yeah. Um, the Watson, you know, we know he has big play upside, but he hasn't shown it that much with Jordan Love, and that's what scares me. He really just got there last week because of the touchdown. So I think that's why he's priced so cheap. Again, everything will be kind of interesting to see where the ownership comes because of the pricing. So a lot of my decisions will probably be made there. Do I have interest in the Packers cheap receivers? Yes, but probably ownership will help me break some of those ties. Probably the one I have the most interest in is Jaden Reed, actually, at 4200 and then, of course, the, the tight end, Musgrave, for even cheaper. So um, I, I just have a feeling the other receivers are going to come in higher on. But again, we'll wait and see. Check, you know, check ownership as you, you're able to. And then on the, the 
Detroit side. Yes, I definitely love Amonra. However, I think you're only going to be able to get a couple priority spends. And when we get to the other games, I have two other priority spends that come in higher than him. So I may not get to him as often as I'd like, just because there's two other really expensive guys that I'm prioritizing ahead of Mamonra. Yeah. I think if you had a Jared Goff Mamonra lineup, it would be probably right. pretty contrarian because yes. just not a lot of people knowing what you just said, Meg, uh, in terms of like some of the other priorities, not a lot of people are going to want to spend 6,300 on Goff and 8,500 on, on, on Amon right. They'll default maybe to Detroit running backs or just get off Detroit altogether. I'm not really sure how that's going to play. And I will say this, I made a lineup yesterday with Jordan Love at 5,500 and Jaden Reed, who by the way, caught four balls for uh, but four out of six targets for 46 yards. Plus he had three rush attempts. And with Aaron Jones out, yeah. maybe they use him a little bit more. He had three rush attempts That's for 46 yards. Most of that was on, on an end around. He scored a touchdown there. Um, I, I think he's going to be really interesting. Obviously Watson only 4,300. So you can do a lot if you stack these quarterbacks, both from a value standpoint and from a contrarian standpoint in the case of Detroit. I think we can move on from that game. There's really no – like Luke Musgrave is interesting at 3,300. Monitor, though, he has an abdominal injury, and I'm not exactly sure how serious that is. But I think Dobbs, Watson, and Reed are all in play at 5K or below. All right, let's move I to would tell, I will take a couple shots on on Jamison Williams and or, mm -hmm. or Josh Reynolds if I need a super value, just and especially if it was within that game stack. I think that – and I will have at least one Goff, Amonra, uh, Laporta stack, to your point earlier. <laughs> and it makes sense to go to one of those low-end Detroit receivers because they haven't been getting a ton of targets. And frankly, a lot of people are going to want to take the value in Green Bay or in Dallas and just go mm -hmm. for the upside there. So I don't think a lot of people are going to be on that Goff like double stack, if you will, the Mon Ra, right. maybe you throw Laporta, but one of those low end receivers, I think right. makes a lot of sense, especially knowing that a lot of people are probably going to jam one of two David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs into their lineup. And honestly, on this slate, if you really wanted to, you could play both. Obviously. Could both. This is yeah. one of those slates where you could absolutely play both. All right. Well, we don't, we know not to play the commanders against Tommy DeVito in the New York Giants. A sentence <laughs> I never thought I would utter. We're going to get to that game, but before we do that, let's take a break and hear a word. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Meg, I'm so happy that this is such a quick hitter show that we don't have time to lament the plight of Commanders fans everywhere. So we're just going to skip that part. The Commanders are plus 11. This is a 4.30 game. I emphasize the times again because of late swap. This is a 4.30 game, so you have time after that Detroit game to kind of look at your lineup, look where you're at, and, and make some switches if you want to. Commanders plus 11 at the Cowboys. It's a 47.5 point total. Again, this one on CBS. Dak Prescott, 6,800. CD Lamb, 8,700. Now you have just a host of low-end receivers, at least from a price standpoint. Brandon Cooks at 4,500. Michael Gallup, 3,700. If you want to take a, a shot at Jalen Tolbert, perhaps in a blowout game, maybe Tolbert gets a few extra snaps, a few extra looks. He's 3,100. Ferguson, 3,900. And then on the other side, you got Sam Howell at 6,200 in a negative game script. Kind of scary. Speaking of scary, scary Terry, 5,400. But kind of scary against that Dallas defense, obviously. Dotson, 4,600. Curtis Samuel, 3,600. Crowder, 3,200. If you want De'Ami Brown, 3K. Logan Thomas, 3,500. Um, you know, listen, Pollard, 6,700. Dowdle, 4,600. There's a lot you can do with this game. What are you interested in doing? Basically everything. Um, right. <laughs> I am. I think, but I think most people are going to gravitate to this game um, for the reasons of the commander's defense being yeah. the one you want to target. Um, and for the, also the rate in which the commanders throw, they throw it, they're throwing at the highest pass rate at the league. Sam Howell mm -hmm. has, I think the highest passing yards completions attempts because he throws the most. So, um, and of course he has going to most likely be in such a negative game script. So I think there's so much you can do. And that's kind of how I touched on earlier that, you know, yes, picking the plays you want, but then how you're going to put it all together is going to be interesting. And, you know, I know this game is going to be heavily owned, but I think this is another short slate strategy is just overstacking a game, onslaughting an entire game. And I may do that to a, a very, you know, extreme degree. I, I I might do that with a couple of lineups, not all of them, but with a few lineups, I will probably really, really, really overstack this game. And there are not many guys I would rule out to say, to, to say that when I put those combos together. I mean, you could stack Dak with, you know, three pieces. You could yeah. do how you know, Brian Robinson, because he throws to Brian Robinson so much, a receiver, and then three Dallas pieces. You know, there mm -hmm. there are so many ways you can approach this game, and I am going to be trying to do it in various different ways. There's not, again, there's not much I don't like in this game. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said there, because I think people really need to understand. We need to boldface the point that you already made earlier in the show that, like, you, I, I hate to use like the overused phrase, like you got to get weird, but like, like it, what she just said, what Meg just said in terms of a Sam Howell stack with three, you know, with, with maybe two pass catchers and three Dallas runbacks or, or three pass catchers and two Dallas runbacks, like go in on a game, like go mm -hmm. in on a game that you think is absolutely going to shoot out, especially considering this game script. And frankly, I even think in a positive game script, as long as it's not like a, you know, a 21 point lead going into like the fourth quarter. I think Dak is really going to be featured in this game. I mean, Tony. obviously anybody can get there, including Tony Pollard, who probably be slightly lower owned at 6,700. So I want to point that out. But Dak's on national television. He's back in the MVP conversation. CeeDee Lamb is a receiver that. that's looked at as potentially an offensive player of the year. Will he get there? Probably not. But the point is, this is a very much a featured game that these guys know every single person in the world, or at least in the country, is watching. So I think... Dak could really end up airing it out and pile up four or five touchdowns. And frankly, Sam Howell on the other end, he'll kind of have to do that. Well, whether he'll be successful is a different question, but I think we can almost like guarantee Dak will be successful in, in, in large regard, which is why I think from a cash game standpoint, maybe Dak, would you say Dak would probably be your, even though he's 6,800, 
Uh, would you say he's your favorite cash game option? Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I and I again, I think CeeDee Lamb is very much in play, obviously. But right. again, it's not just about Dak and CeeDee Lamb. It's about Dak, CeeDee Lamb, and then throw two other guys in there if you want. You could even right. do a Dak stack with Lamb, a pass catcher, and in, in my opinion, throw in Rico Dowdle. Like, let's get this game script really going where they get there, they get to that 24, 27 point lead against Washington, whatever, 20, 17 point lead. And in the fourth quarter, after Dak has piled up 325 yards and three touchdown passes, it's the Rico Dado show. And we know what he can do. Honestly, he looks a little bit more explosive than Tony Pollard at this point. He found the end zone two weeks ago. His yards per carry is pretty good. So I think that's an interesting kind of paid down option at 4,600. That's Conversely, Meg, I. I think Pollard is a decent pay-up option because I just mm -hmm. don't think a lot of people are going to go there knowing that Dak is going to be so overstacked. And I mean that kind of in a, in a, in a positive way. How many people are going to throw Pollard into that mix? I don't think many. Yeah, I think you made so many good points there. I'll just say I agree with all of them. I love that, you know, the, the whole Dowdle thing speaks to the whole, you know, you're telling a story just like they talk about a lot when you're yep. building showdown lineups. Same with short slate. You're telling a story about how the short slate is going to go, how are these games are going to go. And if the story is, you know, they're playing from a huge lead, then yeah, we're going to see some dowdle. And I think that makes a ton of sense. And, but I loved everything you said. And I think you can get creative, whether you want to even do Dak and Pollard and a receiver and tight end, or, you know, um, I definitely think you can do, I want to make a case. And I did this actually in the classic slate. You can absolutely do Sam Howe and Brian Robinson together because he mm -hmm. can do them a lot. And then that can soak up all the Washington touchdowns that they do get. And then you save a little money there and then jam a lot of Dallas players. I actually like that. Let me ask you this, as far as the Washington players, like the, my favorite two are probably Terry McLaurin at 5,400, Logan Thomas at 3,500. Those are probably my favorite two when I'm thinking of price and production. Now, granted, Sam Howell throws to everybody. That Eric Bieniemy offense, it mirrors right. Kansas City where they just throw to everybody. But I still like those two the best. Is there somebody else that sort of sneaks into the conversation, whether it be Dotson or Curtis Samuel or even John Bates is 2,500. He caught two passes last week. If you really need salary relief, not recommending it, just pointing mm -hmm. it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, Hal's probably my second favorite quarterback just because of the, you know, pass rate and playing from a negative game script. I love the two you mentioned, but I, again, I, I think I'm going to have a good bit of Brian Robinson. I actually like him because again, even in a negative game script, he's still very live. And then um, I will say the two others, I think Dotson will be the one that could come in lower owned. So I'll probably have interest there. Cause mm -hmm. if you're overstacking the game, that's going to be popular. Find, try to find one or two pieces that maybe lower own. And then the other one I'll throw out that's a more of a dart throw, but 3,000. It's this guy from UNC, Diami Brown. He's gotten yeah. two to four targets the last three games. So if he gets two to four targets in this game and gets one in the end zone, it could be live at 3,000 at low ownership as well. And Diami Brown's talented. It's just a yeah. matter of like getting him the ball, getting him touches. And frankly, whether it's Curtis Samuel or Diami Brown, I could see some creative touches going to those guys, knowing that Brian Robinson and Rodriguez, because like, I don't know that Antonio Gibson's going to be healthy for this mm -hmm. game. We'll have to monitor that. But I mean, if those are your two running backs, you're going to have to get creative in the backfield and in the short area. And I think Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown could have that splash play uh, and they'll, they'll have no ownership whatsoever. So um Josh D says, I like the cheap Green Bay wide receivers. I absolutely do too. I think Jaden Reed provides the most, I wouldn't say the most value. I think he's the most interesting play. I think Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are, are also like really good potential splash plays in that game. Knowing that Detroit gave up a lot to Chicago last week and that defense, it, you know, is good, not great. They can apply pressure, but they give up some chunk plays as well. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing 
To grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's go to this last game. By the way, I don't know that we're going to get to our FFT DFS contest winner from last week or, or my lineup recap. Uh, we might have a couple minutes to get to that, but I really wanted to make sure we, we get this we get this uh, analysis in. But I do want to congratulate Riku1987 because he won our FFT DFS contest. Reminder, the three-game Thanksgiving slate, we have that contest already live. It's already available, so please sign up. It's five bucks. Only 150 people in that one. Top 15 get paid out this time, not the top 20. All right, 820 game on NBC. It's the 49ers minus seven at the Seahawks, Meg. 42.5 point total, so this is a lower total. We got Brock Purdy. 6,100. We got CMC, 8,700. Now, Kenneth Walker is certain. You talked about some of the, at the beginning of the show, some of these maybe, um, what what is it? More, more of the common plays, if you will, the chalky right. plays. Zach Charbonnet at 5,300, probably going to be that guy. What do you like in this game? Yeah, I well, since the bye, Purdy has looked great. Purdy and the whole 49ers offense has looked great. So I definitely have interest in Purdy. Obviously, stack him with any combination of his receivers. You feel comfortable. They're all viable. Obviously, Ayuk, Debo, um, Kittle. And then, of course, I talked about priority spends. It's Lamb and Christian McCaffrey. Those are my two priority spends. And that's why I said as much as I love Amon Ross St. Brown, he comes in third because Lamb and um, um McCaffrey are my two priorities uh, to get in as many lineups as I possibly can. So I love a lot clearly on the 49ers side. I do love Charbonnet. I do think he'll be chalky, but I think that's a situation that's okay. There's, there's good chalk. And I think he could very well be good chalk because he can be used in the passing game as well. So I like Charbonnet with Gino being a little, we, we were waiting to see he'll most likely play, I think, but because he's a little banged up, I'm a little more nervous pain for his receivers, even in a negative game script, but in the right, it, I'll definitely consider them, but they, they come down a little lower than kind of everybody else we talked about. I think from Seattle, it's more Charbonnet would be my priority, even being chalky. Yeah. I think Charbonnet uh, makes a lot of sense, certainly in cash. I think you have to play Charbonnet mm-hmm. 5300 because not only will he get the production, but he'll get a lot of the. Um, I mean, he's he's just going to get a lot of the work. Let, let, let's just put it that way for cash. But in tournaments, I think fading Charbonnet does make sense if we see ownership really pile mm-hmm. up on him. Because listen, there's other running backs to go to, and against this front seven for San Francisco, even if he catches five or six balls, how how productive is he? He probably pays off his price, but if he somehow crashes and burns, you got leverage on the field there. Geno right. Smith is really interesting. I think he's going to be really shaky for Thursday. I think even if he plays, mm-hmm. he's not going to be in good shape, but I could be wrong there. And so 
what, what does this all mean? It means probably there's not going to be a lot of people on Geno Smith or Geno Smith stack. So that's mm -hmm. at least interesting against a 49ers defense who can give up a lot through the air. This is a division game. I think depending on the Geno news, if he plays and everybody thinks he's going to be hurt, Geno to DK Metcalf at 6,500 makes sense. Geno to, uh, Gino to, to Lockett, Geno to JSN, some sort of stack in that regard. You could even do Geno, Charbonnet, and then one of DK Lockett or, or JSN, and then just go elsewhere. I think that that's a stack that absolutely could pay off, especially if you have a couple variations of that. On the other side, I, I'm probably not getting away from CMC, although they're on the road. It's a division game. We've seen him not get there in the last couple of weeks. So I think fading him on this Thanksgiving slate actually makes sense, but I'll certainly be, I'll certainly be playing him uh, and fading him in, in certain lineups. I'll probably be even with the field there, which I don't normally – like uh doing any other comments about this game Meg? no i think you i think you covered it perfectly um again i'm i'm also gonna oh i know we're gonna get to defenses possibly but 49ers mm -hmm. defense and and uh, mccaffrey are probably my priorities in this game yeah i agree i i think uh the the, the defenses i like the most like dallas obviously at 3800 makes sense we had of somebody course. in the chat comment on that uh 49ers at 3600 obviously that makes sense too especially if Locke is the quarterback i mean just go ahead and hammer 49ers defense and just pay up for it and, and get uh, get Christian McCaffrey involved there. Maybe even, listen, if, if Locke is the starter, get Elijah Mitchell in some lineups with that 49ers defense because you, and maybe maybe you throw Elijah Mitchell in with Christian McCaffrey. Again, you're trying to get weird on these, on these mm -hmm. slates, and it's very possible that Elijah Mitchell gets 10, 12 touches if this game gets out of hand That's with Locke at quarterback. Uh, Lions at 3,200, I think that makes a ton of sense against mm -hmm. Jordan Love. I think a lot of people will like that because I think that's the most expensive cheap defense if you will in mm -hmm. other words i think people will be comfortable rostering lines at 3200 because it's a pretty reasonable price but that's all the more reason to maybe consider the jordan love stacks because a lot of people will be on detroit defense one of the detroit running backs if you fade all of that and you play a jordan love stack and you run it back with a monroe st brown and or laporta something like that and by the way those jordan love stacks you can do anything you want like literally, mm -hmm. you can throw in Amon Ra, you can probably get CeeDee Lamb and maybe even Christian McCaffrey, although that'll be kind of tight, but it allows you to do a lot uh, with, with that particular stack. As far as the cheap defenses, Packers, Seahawks, Commanders, Commanders are just an absolute no. I mean, if you, you want to be contrarian, silver bullet into the Millie, go ahead and play the Commanders defense. But <laughs> of those cheap defenses, Meg, I think my favorite is probably the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Packers are kind of in play, but I don't know. They're, they're kind of not very healthy in the secondary. What are your maybe top two defenses, like period, or maybe in this low end? In the low end, the only one I'd probably touch is Seahawks, and I don't like any of the cheap defenses. So to yeah. your to answer, I, as much as possible, I'm going to try to stick with those top three defenses as much yeah. as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and, and listen, you you can like I I don't think pricing is super prohibitive. There's enough value. Mm -hmm. uh, because of those cheap, uh, those cheap wide receivers that we talked about in the Dallas game, in the Green Bay game. I mean, really across this slate, there's cheap receivers you can put in there that honestly get some production. So they're not your classic like 3K or 3,500 guys that you're like, they might not even get two targets. Like a lot of these cheap receivers are going to get four to six targets. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. So the pricing allows you to pay up for those defenses if that's what you want to do. Um, Josh D says, Charbonnet intrigues me. Uh, us too, everybody else too. So keep that in mind. Doug Craig says, what about Bobo? Bobo's interesting. He always gets like one play or two plays, but mm -hmm. if you look at the box score, he's really not involved too much. I, I think in terms of dart throws, I'd rather go with somebody with a little bit more upside, a little bit more speed. Bobo's 40 time is like 
kind of hilarious, but he, you know, he is involved. I think he ran like a, like a five, eight 40, something like crazy <laughs> bad, uh, but he's a good player, whatever. Um, maybe he should be converted to a tight end. It's even slow for a tight end though. Meg, that's our quick hitter show. Any comments before we get out of here? No, I just kind of what I alluded to earlier, you know, don't be afraid to get weird, creative, contrarian, um, overstack, do interesting things, allow yourself to just have fun on this Thanksgiving slate. And obviously also have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. Join our contest and we'll see you Friday. Our game by game preview with Mike McClure. It's on same time, same place, 11 o'clock on Friday. That'll be for the Sunday main slate. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on Friday.